This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Okay, hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast, um, episode 31. We're racking up the numbers now. Are you uh, Darren's age? <laughs> yeah, almost. Mm. We are my, my age. My, my age. age. My age. Oh, Bob, I'm from Birmingham. Hi, <laughs> hi. But yeah, um, <laughs> we have a full house, as you can hear. Uh, all the usual gang back. Um, I'm leaning over really harshly. I think my back's going to snap halfway through this podcast. But <laughs> Just whatever. be careful, Dave. <laughs> Dave is medically underweight. <laughs> Just be really careful. Yeah, be gentle with yourself. We're using a box of build-up as a mic stand. Uh, Dave is drinking, like, weight training protein shakes. <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not with the weight training ones. This is supposed to be, I think, for, like, if children who've got cancer or something. <laughs> this is, like, shit they send over to Africa to help them out. Stuff they give to people who can't actually ingest solid food. <laughs> yeah. so I think medically underweight. Who'd have thunk I think, it? I think to burn it. I reckon your concave stomach gave things away. <laughs> I'd have, if you'd asked me yes or no, I'd have, I'd have tossed a coin on it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it bothered me, so I'm trying to do something about it. I'll tell you what, though, I was reading up on... Uh, I was looking on... Because people always are reading about diet tips and all this sort of stuff. And um, I, I always argue that it's actually quite difficult to gain weight. And then I really isn't. Well, if, for some people... But I looked online and like these these tips on this website and it was just comedy. It was like try not to do too much exercise and like and relax. Spoof like put cheese on everything. Like <laughs> spread peanut butter on your toast. Now this oh, is yeah. like awesome. Gain weight and die of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was actually it was, it was more it's more like an extra slice of cheese and this. It's like. It, he was talking about doing Should it Should we healthy. chat about films? Anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dave and his diet tips coming soon. <laughs> People who are listening are going, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Dave, this is the wrong <laughs> podcast. That's the, the other one. Anti-diet. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's talk about films. Uh, trailers. Has anyone seen any exciting trailers? Exciting, no. Well. <laughs> no, not exciting. But I have, I'll suggest you have seen them. I have seen one. Well, the reason I, I sort of watched this one was because I was watching Breakfast this morning and Dakota Fanning was on it, and she was talking about her new film, Now Is Good. Anyone? Oh, I, was, I only just found out about this oh, God, now when terrible. I went to get my like, next Like, really, really thing. soppy and... Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, it's British. Some guy called Ol Parker directed it, boys. I guess you know him. Mm. Ol Parker, no, never heard of him. Ah, interesting. Okay, right. Well, it doesn't look brilliant. It's basically, it's about... A young girl who has leukemia and she decides not to have any more of the treatment that she's dying. She's oh, basically brilliant. dying and she's like decides not to have any more treatment. And it's this sort of premise that she's going to do lots of things that she wants to do in a really short space of time. Um, and this sort of alludes to the fact that she's going to break the law in numbers of ways. And it's supposed. To, I think it's supposed. To, they're supposed to be quite comical, but also tragic at the same. You time. can't be a good. It sounds a comedy. Yeah, to, say, a comedy. Well, to be honest, I only just read the synopsis today, and I thought the synopsis sounded vaguely interested in that, according to the IMDb, like the top of her list of things to do when she dies is to lose her virginity. Lose virginity yeah. so it sounds like. Oh, but Dave was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That means leukemia. Yeah. There's obviously a romantic thing, like she meets a boy, and they looks like they're falling in love and blah. They get it all. Oh, yeah, and it gets really sad and sentimental. Yeah, I mean, the, the only reason the only reason I sort of 
mention it is because I was watching a clip this morning on breakfast and I was just I was just kind of appalled by her acting. I thought she was awful. Really? And she's been in a lot. The trainer doesn't do it any favours, I don't think. Do, do you know what? Actually, what isn't bad is their English accent. It's not too bad. It's like they sort of commented it on, yeah. on it this morning. It's actually quite good, but it's all posh shows, like really, really posh British yeah. accents. Um, but they're all, they've all got similar accents. No, they so. don't exist in the movies. Yeah. Well, they do yeah. when they, as a uh, foreigner. You've not seen the full Monty. Ever done? Has an American ever done Northern British British accent? Didn't Fassbender do? Yeah, but he's yeah. not American. He's not Jenny. Yeah, yeah. He he's not American. He's Irish. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But well, he's, he's, he's half Irish, half Leeds. Okay, in, um, attention. <laughs> um, no, I don't know actually. Maybe we should. That, that's what. That's one for Google. But. Uh, yeah, so uh, her, it was just one of those. She wasn't terrible. It wasn't like bad acting. It was one of those you could just see her acting. You could just see it. Her oh doing my god! It. Obviously, the girl. Oh no, she's Australian. I, I am listening, Laura. The girl, the girl from Jane <laughs> does a Yorkshire accent, but she's Australian, isn't she? Surely yep, they don't need Australian. to. They just get Sean Bean in or New Zealand. Exactly. I think he must. He must have listened to the film, dubbed everybody's character, <laughs> even Judy Dench, but he put like a girly voice on. But interestingly, I'm just coming back to this. She's trying, she's trying really hard. I'm trying really hard. Just based on our theme today, if we get there, the whole band <laughs> films theme, Dakota Fanning had an advert banned in, um, in England, apparently. Too, produ- pr- too provocative, so I thought that fit in nicely. Oh, the like Mimi Mark one, Jacob yeah, because she was like 15 and in, in the advert oh, she was basically... There was a saying, like, there was, there was there was saying it. it was yeah, between no, she's her... far too young for that shit. She, they were saying it was between her thighs, but it was plonked on the top of her fanny, basically. She shoved it up and then sprayed it out of her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darren, do you I'd think she was the bottle for the perfume? Because I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what happened. Anyway. Trailers, I, I saw one. That was quite... I saw a couple, actually. One of them was just so fucking bad, I can't even remember the name. Um, it was like an eternal sunshine and a spotless mind. When I watch something bad now, I just get it erased. Um, <laughs> I watched um, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. What is this? They've made a Hansel and Gretel film? Yeah. Um, it's uh, basically why, like... They... Is it just mining, like, fairy tales Yeah, now? of course they are. Which, the idea of mining fairy tales is great, but they're fucking every single one of them up. Um, it's basically the idea is... It's, it's Jeremy, Jeremy Renner and um, Gemma Atherton, which is really surprising that they'd be in a film like this. But basically what happens is when they, in the fairy tale... <gasps> so when they kill the witch in the house, they get a taste for it and then end up becoming witch hunters as a career. And that's what the film is. Um, it looks... Pretty bad, but it's a kind of film that you. I like the premise. That like you want to be good. That you want yeah. it to be. It looks silly. It looks stupid. It looks overblown. But you just think, please be good. But it won't be. But it looks quite interesting. That's what I've seen. Yeah. Well, I've seen. I've seen a couple. <laughs> As usual, I never see one. Um, one of them, I just. One of them was just. It was just bizarre. I just didn't expect it. it was that there's a trailer for Everybody Has a Plan? Did anyone see that uh, the other day? Basically, it's Viggo Mortensen in a Spanish-language film, um, and he plays a dual role as one of these twins. So it's just, it's just bizarre. It's like a dark thriller. And I didn't actually realise, I looked up on IMDb, I thought, is he, is he had to learn Spanish for this role? But supposedly, he actually speaks fluent Spanish, as well as Danish, French, and a bit of Swedish and Norwegian. So he's a bit of a dark horse, our Vigo. But, but yeah. Um, Not if you've read loads about him, because you're obsessed with him. Yeah, the Rings no, came out. True. And you knew all that <laughs> stuff already. Did okay. you know? <laughs> yeah, I did know he spoke a lot of languages. Okay. But he's, um, yeah, so it, it looks, it, it's, it's an odd, 
it's odd in the fact that I didn't expect Vigo Mortensen to be in a Spanish language film and, and all the sort of twin type thing going on. It's, it's a bit odd. But at the same time, it actually looks reasonable. I mean, it's, it just looks like a standard sort of thriller, but um, thrillers are usually good fun, even if they're not brilliant. So, um, yeah, it might be one to look out for. And, and secondly, I just want to quickly mention, <laughs> I saw a trailer for Chinese Zodiac, uh, also known as CZ12. And it's basically <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Chan is actually returning to the director's chair to make the third Armour of God film. And to me, that, that gets me very excited. So I'll mention that. It looks good fun. But yeah, I won't go on. You, you, know, you know me. It's, it's got Kung Fu in it. I'm going to watch it. So, yeah. <laughs> and Lindsay, you haven't watched anything, have you? No, I haven't done it. I okay, basically slept for like however many weeks it is. Yeah, we've uh, well, uh, Laura's seen loads of films. Uh, everyone else has seen one or two. But Linda, have you seen anything? Did you say no? Oh, really? you're going to be very. I told you I'm going to sleep. Have a nap. <laughs> it was a very um, long nap. I was very tired. Um, Laura, you've seen Spider-Man. We've been there, done that. Just have a look. Can I just say something? Actually, I wasn't here last um, podcast, but a uh, diehard fan I am. I still listened. And Laura and Dave spoke a hell of a lot for me about Ted. <laughs> Yay! But both of them didn't quite clearly get my opinions across. I was thinking, I never fucking said that. I never thought that. I didn't hate the film. I who said you hated it? No, one never. I've never said it. wasn't you no, said that, I Dave. Said, who said you hated Darren, it? Darren, do you want did. to set the record I, I, straight? I, Tell us in a minute and a half what you thought of Ted. Go. I thought it was pretty bad. Basically, it was, <laughs> I was never bored That's by the film. That's all you need to say. I was never bored by the film. Um, the problem is it, it didn't make me laugh at all it wasn't funny in any way shape or form there was a couple, couple of tiny little gags that were funny and it just tried painfully hard to be funny there was way too much sex in drugs gags for me it was like family guy at its worst very mm. worst um, and then some to be honest but um, I didn't there's a few things that was I was just thinking what the fuck everyone's like speaking for me but, uh, I was just going on some Facebook or Twitter comment I made one but, comment yeah. it's like oh dear god it's just so the comedy is painful painful um, but anyway yeah so um, Laura you saw Spider-Man again like that one sentence what did you think <laughs> Dave hated it he said he was going to buy thought... 10 Blu-rays and wipe his ass with it, it every day. <laughs> I would go that far. While fasting, it was except just... eating protein shakes. <laughs> it was just painfully average for me. It just annoyed me. I like how they asked me what I think of it, and then the two boys carry on. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> so, Linz, what did you think to... Uh... <laughs> go on, then. No, well, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say much about it. I actually quite enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad. I'm not a massive fan of the Tobey Maguire ones anyway, the ones with him in. So, I, I really liked... Um, why is his name gone? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. And I really, what I enjoyed, it's probably, a, you know, a bit of romance, but I really enjoyed their relationship. Um, and whether that was, you know, because they got together after that, didn't they? So yeah. were they together? So maybe it was the chemistry or I don't know. But yeah, I, I just, I did kind of enjoy it. And uh, Reece, the biggest thing for me was Reese Stefan's rubbish in the... Really? Yeah, like he, he didn't, for me, he didn't work as the villain. Like he's, he's sort of... His character, first of all, I don't think he worked quite well enough anyway when he was sort of... Being, within the story. Yeah, within the story. He wasn't quite right. And then it, the character itself just turned so quickly, yeah. like from being good to bad, just yeah, went it's... really quickly. The only thing, the only reason that kind of worked for me in the context of the story was that his baddie character was so scary and so... Was it? For me, it was. It was quite frightening. Like, he was definitely killing people and, you know, so it was just... You, you felt threatened by his baddie character, but the whole storyline of him being good and turning bad 
you know, it, just didn't are, quite. Bollocks, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he yeah. didn't work for me in the the character as the Doctor. I don't think he was quite good enough, so it didn't quite work there. But everything else, I really enjoyed. Cool, man. All right, and well, I'll kick us off with our actual reviews. We've got um, five reviews this week, so we'll try and be relatively quick because we'll want to chat about um, Chinese uh, Chinese films, banned films, China and banned, <laughs> same thing. Um, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll talk to you about a film called The Imposter, which is a documentary. And Lindsay, this do you know, have you heard about this? Is no, carry on. I do. Okay. I have heard it. My brain is just well, itself. I thought you were going to ask me if well, it's, it's the one with Jimmy and Anderson, but that's not a documentary. So carry on. Yeah, but it sounds like the play we went to watch in London. <clears throat> basically, the premises. And I, oh and I, yeah, no, I have. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Carry on. Okay, so basically, the general premises of the story. It's called The Imposter. So I'm going to be very mindful of spoilers. What was Can't your stance spoil. on spoilers? Wait, don't don't spoil it because I want to see it. Don't, <laughs> don't okay, spoil it. That's a shame because it's a real element I want to talk about. Okay, but I'll talk about It's called The Imposter, so I, that says a lot about the story and an opportunity it may be missed in my eyes, but I'll get to that later. Anyway, so the story is in sort of like 1994, this 12 year old boy from Texas goes missing. Um, and then a few years later, um, this he, he sort of like gets found in Spain. But then what you learn is at the very beginning of the film about this imposter character. So you know straight away, so it's not a twist in the story or anything like that, um, that there's this French guy, he's ended up in Spain, and he, throughout his youth, has been pretend. he's 23 years old, um, he's been always pretends to be a child, and always pretends to be other people, and he's sort of like, a, ends up in foster, uh, like not foster homes, like in child, children's homes. Um, and he's always like changing his identity and pretending to be this these random kids from different countries and ended up in these children's homes. And he gets taken into this children's home in Spain. And then they, and the police want to like fingerprint him to find out who he is. And they're a bit suspicious of him and stuff like that. And he panics. And he, then he ends up telling him about who he is. And what he does, then he's left one night and he basically rings up America. He said he was, said he was an American. He finally told him he's an American boy and he went missing a few years ago. And he then calls up the American service, children's services of kids who have gone missing, describes himself and says, he pretends to be a copper in Spain, by the way, describes himself. And then they say, you could be this boy who's got, who went missing. And it's this boy who went missing in Texas. And then he says, scan the picture through. And he said, yes, that is him. I've got him. Come and get him in America. Come and get him. And it's just basically then what it, and it's just this story of him then going to America and it's a documentary with sort of re reconstructions is an odd word. It's not, they're, they're like mood reconstructions. They don't really enact scenes, just more like images and maybe bits of dialogue and things like that. And it's basically the story of the, of how he f fools the American sort of system because they come over and they do tests on him and they quiz him, the FBI quiz him, and how he fools this family into thinking that only a few years have passed, he's got a French accent, he's, <laughs> it's mad. And about how he fools his family into thinking that he's their boy who went missing. Um, and then the film does undertake... The reason that is not a twist in the film is because the film has other tricks up its sleeve to rely on a narrative. For me, not, well, not quite strong enough. I mean, ultimately, the film is, is, is excellent. It's absolutely gripping. Um, it's, it's really well done as a documentary, mm. stylistically. It does these... We, it does these things where in the re, it does these reconstructions where it plays out the dialogue, which is then fed into the interviews of the people, and it's a, so the so you can hear the dialogue of the reconstruction as they're 
interviewed, but, but it's the sound from the reconstruction as they're lip syncing with it. So it does this really nice effect um, through that. Um, it, one thing it does do, which I hate about my, these documentaries, is that the manipulation of the director is really evident. Obviously, all, we know all documentaries, they're manipulating you through a story, manipulating you emotionally about how you then want you to feel about certain characters and plots. And But this film, for me, is really obvious on how it's doing it. Even so much in terms of how the... you can. It, they're clearly getting reaction shots from the family and stuff to fit certain... And it, it felt really crafted, in a way. Um, but ultimately, it's a really great film. I don't want to knock it too much. I mean, what I felt was... I, I felt... The, the fact that, in all honesty, the fact that it was a true story limited its sort of dramatic potential. That it, 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 God damn the truth, getting it, in the it way does. all the bloody time. Mm. Documentaries are amazing. But it was incredibly because dramatic because it, it was. It, well, the film is brilliant. I'm not knocking it, but I'm just, I'm just saying, my point is that the documentary are amazing because the truth is so fucking unbelievable. The great mm. documentaries are, are perfect narrative stories and they are brilliant because they're real. The problem with this is that for me, by the end, it was slightly unfulfilling that the truth didn't allow it to really have this amazing story. It borders on it closes, moments of brilliance. For me, it doesn't quite have the full... It doesn't really go where you want it to go. It doesn't quite end how you want it, the story to end. Mm. And in that sense, it's kind of disappointing. Mm. Another thing I would say, personally, and I never thought I'd say this, I wish it was um, a fiction... Not fiction, I wish it was a film. I don't well, after watching it the dramatization you mean I want it to be a film it needed to be a thriller that's we it, both said that it, 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 it should have thriller. I really felt as if it should have been a film because it could have had a little tiny bit of artistic license then and really delivered what it hint, it nearly delivered in my opinion like I felt like it didn't have obviously because it didn't have any um obviously archive footage or anything like that. The story was, you know, it's all talking heads, 90% of it's talking heads. And I just felt as if, actually, I believe this would be better if it was a drama, a dramatisation based on this amazing story um, and then maybe, you know, tweaked it a little bit mm. to, give, to, to make it a sort of a, a really incredible story rather than just an amazing story. It's sort of like how I felt about, um, what's that cat, cat nap? Cat's eye, what's Oh, cat, oh. the one with um, the Pete, the like social yeah. networking. Yeah, I know the one. For me, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. I thought that was really overrated. I mean, people mm. raved about that. For one, it was so obvious that the boys knew exactly what was happening and they crafted the, they crafted the story in that film. But also, the story again was, I mean, on another level to this. Was completely unfulfilling. Like it, it wasn't oh, really? as no, I, freaky in any way, shape. But it was like, is that it? It's just a woman pretending to be a. No, but that's oh. what I, yeah, but this what, is what not. What I liked to that is I how it. Think. No, but it changed. I liked the way Cat's Catfish changed into yeah. something completely different at the end. It made it become became quite poignant. I think the thriller it was building up at the start was a little bit like, as you say, that bit looked forced, and it was a bit like, okay, was, this yeah, is quite was, interesting. Yeah. But I think I think the twist made Catfish for me in terms of. It turned it into something fulfilling. It turned it into something quite moving about this sort of quite sad sort of individual. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, we don't know about Cap. But so ultimately, The Imposter, I thought it was a great film. Um, I just felt as if it could have been presented in a slightly different way. But saying that, it's still directed and edited brilliantly. Mm -hmm. So it's, a really, it's an odd one, but, you know, really, really good. Uh, I mean, Laura, you, you and Sitigar, I mean, is there any different opinions there that you want to say something different? or? No, not really. I, I pretty much agree with everything you said about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um it's it's one of those that like there's 
I don't think it can be compared to catfish, to be honest. I think they're completely different. No, they are. I've just meant as in unfulfilled. I felt unfulfilled by the narrative. Yeah, okay. But I didn't feel that unfulfilled by imposter. No, I mean... It was only sort of like the last little bit that... But anyway, yeah, no, it's it's an incredible story. And, uh, yeah, sort of needs to be seen to be believed, I think. Although we, we, we say that, we, it, it would have been better if it was like a dramatisation. We all, me, Lindsay and Laura, all went to see a play with pretty much exactly the same story. And it was fucking awful. Yeah, that was, no, but it's got to be done well. <laughs> that was yeah, well, that was, that was, um, that was very forced. And I also think that they made some bad kind of, um, dramatic decisions in terms of how that plot went so yeah, i mean yeah. that you know the story was different in the like it's like the changeling isn't it the changeling's a similar thing where you yeah, know exactly. kind of the idea of a child being replaced and and um but that's from the it's all about whose point of view you're looking at so um it's more interesting the idea that you know that this is an imposter and you're looking at how he's cheating the system as opposed to the system being like, no, no, this is your son, and Angelina Jolie going, this isn't my son, no. What's, so, what's quite interesting about him, and I think this is maybe what the manipulation you're talking about, is that you you sort of, you get to a point where at the beginning you know he's you know he's this sort of imposter and a liar and everything else, and then, like, obviously what he tries to do is tries to charm you into his sort of narrative, which is what, and you know, he is quite a charmer, and it does sort of... Get, pull you into his sort of that world of his I guess of him charming you I suppose and then that's what's quite that's another thing that's just quite interesting about it another level that just and as an in, I suppose you don't expect to be pulled into that but then you sort of well I sort of was certainly a little bit yeah the film re- absolutely yeah. rests on the fact that you pulled into a story and, and yeah. charmed by him because yeah. that's the only way he would have been able to do what he did I suppose yeah. but um okay enough about that um Laura yeah, well, the, uh, it's quite an old one now. The film I went to see um, was The Lorax. Uh, does that, has anyone else seen that, actually? No. 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 It's no. no. the, the same guys who did Horton. Yeah, it's Dr. Zeus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah so it's, um, it's basically about a kid who lives in a town, and it's a plastic town, and there's no trees or anything, and, and you find out that basically that this guy pretty much runs the town, and he sells air to the people there. Um, clean air because they've polluted the air so much they all have these kind of different ways of getting air into themselves and this guy makes a lot of money from it and then this boy um, who for a girl she knows about trees he wants to go and find a tree so he goes outside the city dun 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 not supposed to Um, yeah so it's basically um, him going and learning the story of how all the trees disappeared and why that happened so it's sort of like the story of this boy trying to get a tree for this girl also, his sort of interactions with the baddie, because the baddie's trying to make him stop going outside and he keeps finding new ways to get out. Um, and then, like, obviously hearing the story of this old man who tells him about this Lorax, who is, like, the guardian of the trees, and he's sort of... His story is that he started to chop them, chop one down, then the Lorax talked him out of it, but then he was making money, so he decided to chop all the trees down. Anyway, basically, um, it's kind of like an extended advert for Greenpeace, which I don't like. It's quite preachy about environmental issues. And for that reason, it sort of completely 
is it doesn't sort of have much of a storyline. There's like two conflict, like two stories going on at once, which means the story with the boy and the baddie, the baddie's not really that scary and you never really feel like he's in any danger. And then the, the, the extra story of the trees being chopped down, it's like there's this moment basically where he changes from, oh no, it's fine, I won't chop any more trees down to like, oh, I'm gonna make some money. Okay, then I'll chop them all down. And the little sequence between him going from that from not going to do it to doing it is like this little like song, musical song, which is just awful. Um, so for me, the only good bits in it were the bits where they directly quote Dr. Zeus, which are nice. They're always nice little moments. And other than that, it was pretty, pretty dull, to be honest. I was quite disappointed. Yeah, that's a shame. I loved it. Horton Hayes is a hugely brilliant film, I think. Mm, you know it is it's 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 really cute yeah it's really good but this is the story's changed there isn't even a boy in the original story yeah yeah I, yeah I can imagine it's just the story of the old man and how it all yeah. happened I mean I guess the original Doctor's story is usually quite short and they always have to yeah, it somewhere, yeah. But... but it's just the fact that they use these musical numbers as well and I oh, wasn't even man. expecting that and they yeah. were just so they just didn't even fit that way. It's it was awful. A lot, of, a lot of kids' movies don't do that anymore, do they? It used to be, it used to be all, Disney films used to constantly have songs in them. I guess some of the Disney ones still do, but yeah, I thought that had um, that had passed. That fad, well, not fad, went on for ages, but yeah, cool. Well, that sort of leads me on to what I've the only film that I've seen at the cinema this week, uh, which is Brave. And so another kids' uh, animation. Um, I'll fill you in the story briefly. It's, um, I'm sure you've all seen it um basically there's a, a a young girl who's the sort of uh, princess uh, the, the the daughter to this sort of king in in scotland and 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 is, and is the queen and she is basically the only daughter in this family uh, she's got three like twin brothers and uh, she's being sort of screened dave to, how do yeah. you have three twins Three, yeah, triplets it might be. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, three, three sets, sets of twins, twins now. Yeah, but yeah. you can't have three twins because the whole, whole idea of a twin. <laughs> anyway, like sorry, any, just uh, being pedantic. A trilogy in four parts. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I, I need to engage occasionally. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so... Twins, can't twins, we twins. But she's being brought up, um, she's being brought up by, by her mother to be the next queen and, and sort of... Uh, being shown how to act, she has to act very sort of uh, ladylike and all this sort of thing. But really, this girl, she's um, she's a bit of a rebel. She wants to she wants to fire bow now. It's not, not about really. Her being it's a not boy. about that. That's uh. what I was going to mention actually. Um, what I was going to say is, yeah, well, we've been talking about Brave a lot before we watched it, and it's all been quite negative and stuff like that. But mainly about the content, about the story, about it's oh, it's just another girl wants to be a boy. It's just Mulan sort of thing. But really, isn't it's more about her wanting to, to take control over her life really it's not necessary she wants to be a boy at all i mean she, she's into boyish things she wants to fire bows and bow and arrows and stuff like that but it's not about her joining the army or anything like that it's just about her having her say because Girls basically can't join the army dave <laughs> yeah because basically um, <laughs> well no but no they they they're all warriors and stuff in scotland that's what she'd sort of want to do but but yeah and uh and it's about her not wanting to get married, but be forced into marriage, because basically the idea is to keep the clans together in this in Scotland um, is 
she's supposed to marry one of the sons of one of the other leaders, and and she doesn't want to. Story we've heard a fucking billion times before. It is. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it's not. It isn't. It isn't. No, you don't expect what comes. Yeah, I was going to say there is. I've heard there's a big twist. Yeah, halfway through there is a change. There is a change. There's a sex change. mother. There's basically a change halfway through. I won't. I won't. No, you can't give it away. Because that, to be honest, that's what really surprised me, and that's what sort of got me thinking. Okay, this this is this is not what I expected, and so really, I mean, in the end, I quite enjoyed it. It's not, it isn't Pixar's best, um, but at the same time, there's been a lot of people sort of slating it a bit. I don't think it's the worst by by a long shot. I think. Well, no, that's because they've made Up and the Cars films. Oh, no, I, I quite liked Up, but it's, it's a lot. But it's a lot better than Cars. Um, it's it's very slight. That's the only thing I'd say. I think the story, mm. although it wasn't what I expected, it's not. It's got as much meat to it as as uh, as some of the other Pixar films. It's not as interesting. It, although there's a bit of a twist in there, it's still not a particularly sort of. A lot of the other Pixar films, you can you can sort of go a bit, dig a bit deeper in there. I mean, they're not mega deep like Bergman-esque sort of stories or anything like that. But but there is a little bit more to them, and this there isn't really much more to it. It is fairly straightforward, and its morals are very clear, uh, and you can see them coming a mile off, sort of thing. So uh, in that sense, it is a bit disappointing. Uh, but at the same time, I enjoyed it a lot. It's very short. It doesn't mess about. Um, it's a lot of fun as usual I mean it, it's always going to be the case but it looks gorgeous I mean the Pixar films always look gorgeous but this does it's got it builds a sort of fantastical version of, of the Scottish Highlands and no stuff. that's how it looks uh, <laughs> yeah but it's and it, so it looks nice uh, and it's a lot of fun uh, the only thing that I would say in terms of talking of fun is I did find the humour relied a little too much on slapstick there's a lot of people falling over and stuff which is a bit like oh I could do without that it's Pixar can do better than that Um but again, I enjoyed it. It wasn't what I expected. It was good fun. It was uh, well paced. It was enjoyable, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's slight and nothing special. But do you think if it wasn't fun. Pixar who did it, it would be like this is a really great film? Yeah, I mean, it's still better than. I mean, it's not better than. I say it's easy to say oh, it's better than competition, but at the same time, DreamWorks has been like done like there's um, there was How to Train Your Dragon and stuff like that. There are some good, some all brilliant like. Um, CGI animated features out there that aren't Disney or aren't Pixar. But at the same time, it's still a lot better than most of the stuff. I mean, I'd still rather watch that than maybe... I mean, than go and watch Madagascar 3 and shit like that. It's just like... It, it, it still has... I don't know, it's got more craft to it. It's um, They're always very sort of... They, they, they try their best not to sort of pander and sort of... And be down with the kids sort of thing and put in all like... I don't know, put in some sort of cheesy sort of... Uh, pop music number in there and things like that it's it's it still sort of sticks to its guns in terms of what it is which I, which i like about the pixar films um but but yeah but it's not it's certainly not one of the best but for me it's still still definitely worth watching i'm glad i saw it on on cinema i thought it was a quite an interesting sort of premise to follow because it's 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 it kind of explores the relationship between her and her mother and not necessarily in a way that you would expect. But the thing is that, you know, especially with fairy tales and adaptations of fairy tales through animation, you know, obviously a lot of the time mothers have been portrayed as these evil stepmothers and princesses is kind of quite often these sort of airhead just want to be saved by a prince kind of thing. So for, in that in that kind of respect, it is quite interesting the, the, the way that they chose to explore this story. But as Dave said, the problem is that because it's 
not that very interesting it's not that engaging you know and I have heard some people say oh you know the relationship the, the exploration between her and her mother was brilliant and it was so lucid and it, for me no it isn't it that didn't engage me you know I, as a woman that has a relationship with my mother I don't you feel said, like you said that's what was interesting about it and no, 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 no. It, is, it, it is interesting the way they that the fact that they chose to explore that but uh-huh. I don't think they Do it well did enough. it well enough for me okay, but some people have said like oh that that's that's is what's good about it. I think yeah. they could have done that better, and also used that to tell a better story in a way. Like like you said, it was slight. There wasn't yeah. enough enough depth, I suppose, to it. So it's a shame because I think that, that it had potential. Mm-hmm. And also, what's annoying is what the trailers made you think yeah. of this whole idea of her trying to be a boy, and it wasn't what it was about at all. Well, then that's probably pleasant for you people who do go see it. Well, yeah. maybe. In that regard. Yeah, it, was a, it was a pleasant surprise, but because I wasn't expecting it to be good, but, um, but yeah, it's still not brilliant. Um, I went to see another film called Shadow Dancer. Uh, oh, that's the Gillian Anderson IRA one. Yes, yeah. that is the Gillian Anderson yeah, IRA one. Yeah, I've heard really one. good things about it. It, um, it is very good. It is absolutely brilliant. Laura disagrees with me completely, but I don't agree, disagree completely. Yeah, we had a bit of an argument about it afterwards, but whatever. <laughs> but it's obviously just a really simple. I'll give you a rundown of the premise. Obviously, it's set in an IRA era in, in its prime. <laughs> Maybe not the best word to put it. But the phase you're looking for is at the height of the troubles. Yeah, the uh, height of the conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it wasn't an IRA era, but do continue. <laughs> Um, I'll keep you on the right. I'll keep you on the right side of the PC brigade and from Northern Ireland angle. Yeah, exactly. Because you're over there, still, still in the um, on the uh, in war torn Belfast. Um, any, anyway, so it's set in, it's set in um, when cars are being blown up left, right, and centre in London. And um, it starts off um, when the, the main character um, called what's she called? I can't remember. Oh, Colette. 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 And she's in London. She's on a London tube. She ends up dropping a bag and legging it, but she gets taken by the British government, and she was actually um, a, a terrorist sent over to, obviously... It's, I think it's just more to warn, and more of like a warning shot than it was an actual bomb. Um, and then what happens is the British government, Clive Owen, he's not the British government, he's placed someone in the British government, <laughs> and, um, and he then basically says to her, we want you to spy for us. And we're going to let you go. Otherwise, we're going to lock you up and you're never going to see your son again and blah, 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 blah. So then it, and she doesn't want to do it. So it sort of follows then. And then there's this, and it follows her. She is the main character. And it is more of a study on her and her family and the interaction between her, to the, obviously to the backdrop of this IRA. But it's, I mean, it's, there's not, I mean, not much more to it than that, really. And it's about the relationship between her and Clive Owen, her and her family, and her, and importantly, to her brothers who are really ha- prominent within the IRA. And there's a lot of threat because the IRA know that there's somebody who is feeding them information and they suspect it's somebody within this family. Um, and it's and it's just really, it's very slow and it's very slight in a, in a sense. It doesn't really focus too much on the family. It doesn't really, it's not a thriller. It isn't, it doesn't really have a sort of strong dramatic push to it. But ultimately, I thought it was just fantastic. I've, I felt as if the tension was there throughout the film. Um, I, the performance-wise is brilliant. The writing, I, I, it's just technically absolutely nailed. And I just absolutely gripped by it. I just thought it was, I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, to be honest. There's not much more to be said to it. There's not, for me, there's not much that's wrong with it. Yeah. It's just a 
Well, it's showing it. I might put a little quick plug in, actually. It's, it's showing it the there's a new cinema in Lincoln, finally. Oh, um, yeah, it's called the venue. It's uh, it's it's in it's as part of Bishop Grossetester. Is that how you pronounce it? Grossetester's um, college's uh, grounds, and uh, they've just got new equipment. And they they always had a cinema in there, but they never it never opened to the public. And um, their equipment's a little out of date, and they've updated all that now. And uh, and they look to be showing some really good stuff. They've got Shadow Dancer in a couple of weeks. They've got um, Imposter coming out in a couple of weeks after that. Uh, they've got Jackpot coming out. They've um, loads of good films. Uh, so yeah, anyone in Lincoln, um, check it out. <laughs> Can I just add to Shadow Dancer though? Yeah. <laughs> My opinion. Uh, so it's not much. I I I agree with that. It was it was a really well made film. The only problem for me was what you were saying with it being <clears throat> quite s- slight and not. You were saying that you were gripped, but that's why I wasn't that gripped because I didn't I didn't feel invested enough, and I didn't actually feel really, really feel as though she was ever really in danger. That was my issue with it. I find it. that crazy. I know you find it crazy, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ever feel that. Like every time she sort of had conversations with these people, they were very, the, the IRA, the, the people that were supposed to be a threat, were just very quickly it had gone again. And it, I just didn't ever feel like it was real, real danger, which is weird. It was weird watching that. Because yeah. I kept expecting it and I kept preparing myself for it because I was thinking oh no it's going to be violent and I hate violence but then but then that tension is there for you then isn't it because you're waiting for something to happen maybe that's what tension is it's not the act do you know what I mean it's like you if you were waiting something's going to happen the area's going to do it that's what it is but it was over so quickly okay well I had that feeling sort of throughout I think it's going to happen it's but you know it's you're waiting for something um but um I mean that's fair I mean that is the thing will that not be its success though that it would be um the, the 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 thrill and well the thrill the tension comes from the fact that this is not fiction that you know what they would would have yeah. done to her exactly. so the the, I, the threat yeah. of what they came of was... what they did do to informants was enough to be you're was... terrified on her behalf it was and incredibly you, you kind of you go with her on that I mean I haven't seen it so I don't know but no I you know I to be honest there was do we know if, if she's story, a real person fairness, or... I'll be honest there were parts of the story I didn't follow I, there, there were parts but Darren thinks that I'm mad and I'm just stupid. But there were parts that I just didn't feel were explained enough for me. I didn't... There were moments where I was like... If it was any more obvious, you'd have been hitting you over the head. No, it wasn't. It it wasn't. It could have been slightly clearer. Maybe I was being a bit stupid. It would have been painful. It wasn't that close to being obvious, though. It would have been 50 of walking or whatever it's called. Which made it very clever. 50 of men walking, have you seen that? Which one? That's the same. Is it 50 dead men walking? With the kid... Um, who basically <laughs> is uh, he's a geese kind of he's running for the IRA but he's also informing on he's also informing to MI5 and that film is so smack you in the face of the all the policemen yeah. are fucking Liverpoolians and everyone from Belfast is really fucking hard yeah. and it's, I, it's so two dimensional it's it's basically I think it's Gary no it's Gary Oldman in it no it's not Gary Oldman no. it's um. It'll come to me in a minute. But that is, it sounds like a better version of that setup, which is, yeah, you know, is. which was obviously prominent at the I time. I don't I mean, want to be smacked but, in the face. I'm not saying I mean, that. But, there were just moments that I, I sort I, of lost it slightly. I was but just, in a way, that's the margins the film is working on. For me, the film would have lost its class if it was any more obvious. If, oh, it could have. But that's the thing. It's, it played on that, that line and it, it was perfect for me and it was not quite enough for you. And, that's, and, and obviously a lot of people are going to, be on either side of that. It is that slight. It is, you know, you are going to be on one side or the other. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I, I don't understand. I mean, it was clear as day. I thought it was clear as day. If I'd have watched but, it again, I'd have probably got it. But it was just, maybe I was a bit tired, I don't know. But I was just like... You don't have to defend yourself. No, but, I know, but I feel yeah. like I do. But it's like, it's just, there was just moments where I was like, what just happened there? Have I quite got I didn't get I didn't get it all the time. Maybe it, <laughs> maybe it was that's why I wasn't on feeling the tension. Knowledge. That because it's in living memory, everyone kind of knows what was going on, oh, like the same that, way that I guess bit, bit in films yeah. about like Iraq and Saddam Hussein and like you know I think what's his face, the one with George Clooney, Syriana. I think that was yeah. that worked a lot on you knowing the context in which it was taking place. Yeah, but then no, it's not wasn't necessarily because we chatted about it afterwards, and it was actually some it was more the plotting that was a bit confusing towards the end that you said oh, okay. I don't understand why that happened. I was like, well, there's this scene. It is subtle. I'm not going to lie, it is subtle, but at the same time. You know, what, what, let it have that. You know, you say you wish it was a bit more obvious, but you know, not many films get made like this. Just let it be that slight and that subtle and let these films happen. Rather, you know, well, whatever. I thought it was incredible. I you were bored. I wouldn't, by it, I wouldn't have disagreed that it should have been smacked. Like, I, know, I wouldn't you know, have said I know, it should be smacked. It's not about one extreme like, or the other, is it? No. But, yeah, okay. Fair enough. It'll be interesting to... It would be interesting to hear a third voice in this. Yeah, I'm going to watch it next, next week. I think, <laughs> but you do know, if you say you don't get it, it will go, oh, Dave doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. I will check it out. Is that all of our Well, films? I've got a very okay. neat segue between mm-hmm. Northern Ireland and banned films. Go on, then. Well, we're not okay. on banned yet. Laura's seen one more. Have I? Oh, have you seen more, sure. Laura? I've seen one more, apparently. I don't know what they are. <laughs> 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 no, she I'm talking shit. Go on, segue. <laughs> go, go, baby. <laughs> um... Northern Ireland, well, the city of Belfast had what was known as a public decency committee. And uh, upon the release of Last Tango in Paris, a a group of um, councillors, which included uh, Iris Robinson, uh, famous for her um, affair with a rather young, rather young man a few years ago, um, they watched, they sat in a little room and they watched The Last Tango in Paris and they decided that it wasn't suitable for the people of Belfast to watch. So uh, it was banned with just within the Belfast City Council district. <laughs> so everyone from Belfast basically fucked off to Bangor to watch it if they wanted to watch fucked it. Fucked off to Bangor. Um, and the <laughs> Queen's Film Theatre was able to show it because it was a prime member's theatre. The but is, um, yeah. during their kind of their reign, the Public Decency Committee made all of these kind of judgment calls on films that weren't banned by... Um, Why the council even today has the right to do that and change justification? Deemed unsuitable for the uh, the delicate people of uh, of Belfast. The thing is, when that happens, is obviously like you say, everyone goes to the nearest city, and the film ends up making loads more money than it probably would because of the controversy. So more people watch it. It was the same with them. That one that they banned when everyone was going to um, was it out of China into Thailand to watch the three D porn film. Yeah, I think they well, released I remember it. That, that so why was it banned? Recently, but yeah, I thought that was it. Wasn't a, wasn't that's a neat segue between your uh, same way your IRA film and your band films. But that's like the t- in the James Bond film that was like the intro section, and we have the titles, and now uh, this is like the beginning of the, the section. Well, basically, well, just to kind of recap, this is the theme. The theme is banned films. Yeah. Um, Can I bring it? Yeah, bring in something because I, I don't think because was it was last week we talked about this. So I don't know if you know the full story. But basically, yeah, this idea uh, of banned films was actually uh, emailed over to us by a listener. We we have listeners, so um, so yeah. Oh, and I didn't they, write they, his they, name down. So brilliant. <laughs> but thanks to whatever your name is. <laughs> that is terrible, Dave. I know that is terrible. I could probably find out whilst people well, chat. No, no, it's all right. Look, but anyway, on, but yeah, but yeah, he he basically um, 
he basically suggested this um, largely due to uh, an article he'd seen on on the uh, BBC website, and uh, he sent that on to me, and that was basically about. Uh, it was influenced by the fact that uh, the Island of Lost Souls has just been uh, sort of re-released and remastered, and it was it was on um, it was on in London a few screens, um, and that was a film that was banned for many years back in the sort of thirties and forties and fifties, um, and eventually got released in the in the late fifties. But um, but now it's it's a PG, and this film originally was banned. It was believed to be like wrong sort of thing. Um, so that sort of sparked off the the debate. So what we're trying to do, I guess, is is talk about banned films, not necessarily just talk about all the most fucked up sort of human centipede and all this sort of thing, but maybe think about films that were banned for a bit more interesting reasons or films that were banned a long time ago that now you'd think, how in the hell that was banned? Um, yeah. By saying things like, how in the hell? Yeah, oh, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, I, I guess I should start this off because I was actually going to talk about Island of Lost Souls because when he sent over this article, I just watched it like two weeks ago because I got sent it to review. Um yeah, it's basically a film from 1932, uh, directed by L.C. Kenton and starring Charles Lawton. Um, and it's based on the island of Dr. Moreau. Um, I don't know why they changed the title because it would have made more money. Uh, but but yeah, um, it's it's the same story as the island of Dr. Moreau. So it might not have been in public domain then. Well, no, it wouldn't have been. No, he, he was still around. In fact, he, he, he hated the movie. Um, but, uh, but not until after it was released, but he allowed them to make it. Um, but yeah, it's basically, if you don't know the story, it's about uh, this scientist lives on this sort of remote island who um, performs experiments on like mixing animals with humans to sort of create these weird creatures and stuff like this. So he's playing God sort of thing. And uh, and back in the day, obviously, they they this sort of toying with nature theme they thought was was wrong. But to be honest, actually saying that and reading this article on the BBC, I actually did a little bit of digging uh, before the podcast. And I actually, according to, according to Wikipedia, which isn't the most reliable source of information, but according to this, the main reason it was actually banned wasn't necessarily to do with the um, content of the film. It was more because uh, they weren't allowed to show cruelty to animals. And the film is about sort of cutting up animals and stuff. And I think they believe. Did you just chop a paw off a cat there, Lindsay? <laughs> Sounded like it. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah. So it was supposedly it was showing cruelty to animals. So it wasn't allowed a, a certificate until 1958. So it was banned for quite a long time. Uh, but um, but yeah, watching it now, it's uh, is a PG, and it's it's not. It's still a little bit creepy, to be honest. Uh, um, Charles Lawton's great as the as the bad guy. He's sort of quite effeminate, but 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 in a weird, creepy sort of creepy way, and. Um, and it is still sort of mildly frightening, but it's it's also quite dated at times, and um, the effects aren't very good and stuff like this. And it's uh, the performances away from Charles Lawton are quite ropey, and the dialogue's pretty ropey. But at the same time, it's quite effective. It's nicely shot. It's it's quite a nice little film. Uh, but there's no way it's going to get banned these days. Um, yeah, but it's, it's it's worth a watch. I I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay, you've um, not really said much. Should we, should we give you your opportunity? I mean. There's still yeah. two sides to it, isn't there? There's one looking at banned films, and there's almost like the idea of banning films, the idea of censorship. Yeah. Um, the, the, what I find really interesting is the reason why people ban films. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's it. Where where the change and where the shifts are. So, films that were banned in the kind of twenties through to like the fifties, it's usually to do with sex and violence and Blasphemy. kind of sexual violence. 
Um, and then obviously China banned them. Loads of Chinese films are banned because of how they portray or heavily edited because of how they portray China, which I just think is brilliant. It's like, it, oh, I no, mean, no, you can't say bad things about us. It's like some bizarre personal assistant who edits all your reviews yeah, before China they give them to you. China are utterly insane. But like, you know, like I didn't know they banned straw dogs. Right, they'll ban us. will definitely be um, banned from China. Sorry? Loads of people banned straw dogs. We yeah. did, apparently. Yeah, because yeah, of the rape scene. Yeah, um, and I just, I don't know, there's, um, like, for me, I, I think that, that it's the whole choice argument, isn't it, again, where, whereby I think that nothing should be banned because every, everybody can choose to not or to watch it, so it makes sense that you wouldn't put the rape scene from Straw Dogs on at three o'clock in the afternoon in between, you know, Barney and Dora the Explorer. But, it, you know, like, you know, obviously there's, and, and I understand things like uh, there's one um, that kind of, it, there was a victim of bad timing. What was it called? I was just, I was just at it a minute ago. Um, oh, I saw that. Uh, one which was about a little kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killer. Yeah, and the yeah. film was just really badly timed that it was due out. Uh, Mikey, it yeah. was due out at pretty much the same time. Like the BFC didn't ban it, but it, it basically was due out at the same time that Jamie Bulger was murdered. So it just, it just there was no way they could have put it out because then the public would have just gone, ah, like they did about child's play with, with Jamie Bulger. And I find it interesting that, that societies can blame a film for how people behave. Oh, that's a debate in itself. Ridiculous. It's fucking... Yeah, and, 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 and like, you know, them banning... I mean, have, have they ever banned a video game? Yes. Does yeah. anybody know this video games? Is it big, again for violent and yeah. sexually violent content? Yeah. Manhunt to the band. Why? Because it's in stupidly violent. Oh, okay. But then you surely, you, you know, that's what certification's for and that's Exactly, what... exactly. Censorship is fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah well, and I, I mean, you kind of expect really... it from places like China and yeah, I feel like I can places. say that because, you know, they're not going to be able to listen to this in China. Well, um, I was reading something but, that actually said... Like, you know, this idea that, that um, when, an, when a government is so in control that they're, they're able to do that, you know, like... But, um, yeah. I don't know if it's true about China banning films with time travel. I think I might have no, learned that, that from no, Russell that true. No, that is true. Last so year, that that, that, it wasn't just time travel. Fantasy, time travel, um, yeah. anything like um, with Mystics. Like, they banned it, like, yeah, like a year ago. And anything with time travel, um, Terminator, shit like that. In the last year, there's been five million illegal imported copies of Time Cop been sent to China. <laughs> Yeah. Does that mean they can't watch Back to the Future? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Crazy. It's so harmless. But, but I actually read something that... Actually read that the certificate was an 18 and then later on in the, the very same paragraph was saying it was banned because people worried what young children would do if they saw it. And it's What like, was? I, I can't remember. Charles Way 3? There was... There was I don't know which film it was. I can't remember. Charles by Three, Bulger. Lot, but, well, yeah. But Charles by Three. It, yeah. That was the idea. That, but in the same sense, it was saying the certificate was eighteen, but people were too worried what children might do if they saw it. It's like, but it's an eighteen. So why was that the reason that it was? Well, children shouldn't fucking no see it. No sense. Whatsoever. This is always the issue, and it's the issue with computer games where people say, you know, children, we're making children evil by letting them play Grand Theft Auto, and it's like, but Grand Theft Auto is an 18, yeah. so the problem is not the game. So the parenting as per yeah. fucking usual. In which that is not being um, kind of uh, 
well, fed down to parents. More that, that's the problem parents... isn't the game because the game is the game and it does what it wants to do. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know, like I mean, things like I mean, some of it's quite funny. Like I love the fact that the only people that got really pissed off about the life of Brian are all the Catholic countries, and it's like because the life of Brian basically just looks at like you know the the Jesus story and goes, "This is fucking ridiculous." Have you heard this? Seriously, have you heard this? And it takes the piss, and they really don't like you taking the piss out of them. And mm. um, so you know, like the list that I was looking at by country, there was quite a few lists um, banned in Ireland for exactly those kind of reasons, yeah. like well, we Mildred really Pierce and stuff like that. Um, brief encounter, they didn't like sex. Oh, no, didn't like well, sex. It was about adultery. Well, I found it's quite interesting. Brief Encounter, which is one of the most delicate and slight films, was apparently banned in Northern Ireland, banned was... in the Republic of Ireland, as it was considered permissive of adultery. Yeah, yeah. but what... What is ridiculous? What the reason that I found that interesting is what's so ridiculous about that reason is because brief encounter is actually it's all about her torment and torture because of what is happening to her and the fact that she that's what the whole film was about the yeah. fact that she doesn't want to do it actually but this, but she can't but this is you stop. presuming that these people who make these decisions actually watch these films and play these games they fucking don't they hear the headlines and the fucking sensationalist bullshit and then ban it they, they don't see them or play them. Surely so, somebody must, like in the same way that I was saying earlier about the, uh, the decency committee, somebody must have to, have to see them. Like somebody must, they must have to be watched in order for somebody to pass that kind of judgment. Yeah, but at the same time, it's more, it's less about, uh, that when it gets to that point, when it's been suggested to these committees, it's less about let's watch it and should we pass it. It's more about what does everyone else think? Oh shit, what can we get yeah. away with? Well, what statement was yeah. banning this film make, like Child's Play 3? Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, interestingly as well. I mean, no one else has mentioned uh, just yesterday in the, the last couple of days in the news. There's been this uh, film made in Libya that's caused loads of controversy. And I don't know the details. I've not watched enough of the news, but basically, people have been killed over this, uh, over this, over this sort of anti, um, anti-Islam sort of film that's been shown in in, in Libya. So, but the, but yeah. this is the thing when you look at like, when we did the theme, we did you know you kind of go on the internet and you browse and you look at like what's going on. There's not that many banned films in Western like banned banned yeah. There's not that many actually. I there's, no. I was surprised, no. but it's like it is. I'm sorry, it's pretty. It's like backward government yeah. it's backward countries it's it's, it's, back, it's countries with backward governments with these... it's not backward it's backward it's, it's just controlling yeah right. these dictators you, you know when you say that you suggest underdeveloped it's like, it's it's state underdeveloped in the mind owned and to a to a degree quite far right or um communist countries whereby where the state it's another form of state control no. So it's either very to, religious to countries saying or Germany um, are fascist regimes or communist regimes. Australia as well, surprisingly, for yeah. computer games and stuff there. The violence. I was Germany by violent, Norway yeah. as well, some of the films yeah. that they had banned. I was really surprised. And oh. Germany, like, it's just are looking at random places and, and random reasons as well. Like, they really, they really didn't like... Um, the homosexuals in the 30s and 40s. I mean, I guess partly as well because it was illegal. But like, just looking, just even looking at the Wikipedia list, um, Indonesia banned Schindler's list because it was sympathetic to the Jewish cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in England I... we did have a lot of films banned in the 80s, but that was mo- not video from nasties. cinema. It was the video video nasties. There was a video nasties list. Um, what were there with like 80 films on there, or something like that? And uh, but that was just banned from home entertainment. So they still played in cinemas and, and things like that. I guess the idea is it's. 
it's it's harder for young people to Keep go and see them in the kids. cinema. What but the parents should be doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and all, all these films are out now anyway. Can least. I just ask, because we all seem to have very similar opinions about this in that the fact that it's ridiculous to ban film on pretty much any grounds. But does anybody have anything... I know your, well, all your answer will be this down, but anyone have any like films that they think should be banned or... Anything that could be made that you think... Uh, you yeah, I've got what? a list of films that should be banned. <laughs> no, I but you know what I mean. Um, I know, I think... It's like we were talking about before. There's there's films that I don't think young people should see or things like that, obviously. But, but yeah, no, I don't... It's so, a funny for example, one, yeah. like, for example if it go... became legal to make snuff films somewhere... Well, no, this, yeah, this is what happened maybe, with but... that, that guy a few weeks ago who was uh, formally acquitted... Um, and he'd been arrested under um, some kind of ludicrous pornography act, whereby the pornography he had on his computer, they decided was was a bit too far. And it's like he's watching it on his own. There's nobody in the nobody in the videos is doing anything either illegal or dangerous. It was just but really fucked there's up. There's this notion that um, Has it been on we, my we make the distinction between what we decide is or isn't normal behavior i've got my little air fingers but no one can see them so i mean oh, for I, me, I, I could sense them everybody has their own personal limits and everybody can choose to not or to watch something yeah. and i can't stand watching like youtube videos of people any 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 footage of people actually dying i just oh, yeah. i can't watch it i'm obsessed with I've people actually even, dying i've never even I can, it's, it's bones breaking oh I, god yeah. i say i struggle with I, I still can't help but watch them yeah you ban but, every single film in which somebody throws up <laughs> like and you see no, it because I'm, it yeah. makes me feel so unwell i'm the same like, i can't I watch would films, ban films and them. where but, you all you have a vacuous two-dimensional female characters because they're then to me are more offensive it's like if i don't like something i switch it off and in the same way it's the same way with kind of lifestyle choices isn't it if you're not hurt if no one's being hurt and you know if people if violent films are faked yeah, then, if it's legal yeah. to film them. Yeah, that, that's the main it thing. Should yeah. never be banned. With snuff films, obviously, the, the it's fact illegal. is it's because yeah. it's, it's happened, because somebody's been killed. Of course, I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't think that, um, to a degree, I, I would say that the glorification of, of actual footage of, of people dying for video purposes, like, I don't think that um, the hanging of Saddam Hussein should have been made available um, as a video, because I think that it glorified what was the result of a ridiculously unfair judicial process and then it just became a little bit of a viral video but isn't going, that oh, saying, getting hung. That's something in itself then for people to debate by seeing how sort of fucked up it was is that not a good thing for, that people are aware of it but the video it's it's this it like I, I would be, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't ban it. I would just choose not to watch it because oh, I don't, okay. think, I don't yeah, believe I, in banning yeah, anything. And I, I think actually the fact that people go to jail for making um, even racist, sexist, homophobic comments on things like Twitter—it's like that shouldn't be a criminal problem. That should be a social order problem where everyone goes, "Mate, you're a fucking dick," and they feel like such a fucking dick that they don't do it again. Yeah, but they like, wouldn't on Twitter. Know, it's like they're talking about making catcalling illegal. And it's like, it doesn't need to be against the law. It just needs for everybody else to, when guys do it to girls, just turn around and go, what's your fucking problem? What's wrong with you? People on Twitter... Sorry? People on Twitter should be fucking punished severely for acting like a cunt. You say that there'll be... It's a social problem, but it isn't on Twitter because they don't give a fuck. Yeah, but then it does... It's not... Because the second we say that... We can censor, we, like, I agree there should be, there's got to be laws that protect people from um, 
any abuse. kind of, of segregation or hatred. So whether that be racial hatred or homosexual yeah. hatred or, you know, female, male hatred, whatever. There needs to be something that protects people from the incite to violence against people who are different to them um, and their perceived normal. But I think that if, once we start saying this is not acceptable and we start giving that responsibility to the state, then we're not that far off saying, well, we can't watch films that say that... Oh, that's no um, way. That's rubbish. You know, we're, we're, I think censorship, censorship is is inherent in the society in which we live. But what we what we do is we. So, make so you it... think if somebody went up to somebody in a pub and said, "Are oh, you fucking black cunt? Are oh, you fucking gay cunt?" and kept saying it to them, they shouldn't be severely punished for it. You think it should be a social thing? I think that it that they shouldn't be arrested if they're standing there and they're going, "Why don't we all together beat up?" you know, this person because they've got blue hair or whatever reason that might be, then that's inciting hatred. That, so that, but you, we have the right. You, if you want to live in a society where there's free speech, then you have to hear things you don't want to hear. And, it's not a sim- and, but that's simplifying it too much. This is a society we have to bring in that social order. So in that situation, what should happen is four, five, six people just stand up and say, you are But they don't and they won't. And if you don't fucking leave, we're going to beat the shit out of you. But that would never happen. It would because, but what happens is people go, oh, it's not my responsibility. It's not for me to deal with that because we've policed it literally. But why should to people the point- put themselves in that? I, I'm I'm all up for fucking pavement justice and all that. Um, but why should people potentially put themselves in danger and stand up for, stand up against somebody? That's who's- why you have that's if- why you have. Movement. So if the if if, if this guy stands up in the pub and starts spouting his fucking bile about immigrants and directed at one guy sat in the corner just quietly having a pint on his own, if everybody else in the pub turns around and is like, whatever, he's not going to fight all of you, and he's going to leave there feeling like a dick. It doesn't work like that, though. And then so I'm saying, of course, it doesn't work like that. In the same way that people who say stupid things end up going to jail for longer. Like everyone was like. You know, everybody got all in uproar about the pussy riots and these poor girls going to jail. But nobody said a thing about um, the longer sentences given to people for saying less offensive things on Twitter. It was just because they said it about the government. Therefore, that was government oppressive, oppressive censorship. But ours are just as bad. Like the idea that we live in a free society is is kind of ridiculous. Um, so we might not ban films, but... We we do we do encourage censorship that doesn't suit no, our kind no, of. No, that doesn't happen with people who like t- Twitter cases. The only major Twitter case was the guy who was bombing in fucking Doncaster, and that was shown up for the farce it was. And other people, although they get arrested, they're not imprisoned. They get arrested and warned and said, "Don't act like a fucking cunt," which is what I think is perfectly That's acceptable for got four racist. years. For what was effectively, I actually think it was. Um, it came under inciting racial hatred laws, but you know when people get arrested. Um, for like the police that shouldn't be a police intervention in the same way if somebody makes an offensive film that shouldn't be a police intervention it shouldn't yeah, be down no, to the police to say you can't somebody. say that that's naughty it should be down to, to a... civil society whereby we we as a, we as a collective group of people but, but, but decide... we don't we don't do that though so Except... you're you're working to an ideal that doesn't exist and then ignoring any other solution for which for it. Fact is, and also like a, a, a film or a, a statement or general thoughts, like if someone wants to rant racist thoughts or homophobic thoughts, they can rant about them. It's when it's geared towards somebody. Yeah, but I even mean, then, is... I, I think that, that we, we rely too heavily on 
policing that. Really? As, to, as opposed to a kind of a social policing whereby we turn around. So, you know, I, I think, I think catcalling and I think men, the way that men speak to women in the street is disgraceful, but I don't want it to be against the law because then what we do is we end up in the situation where people are wrongly accused and it all has to go through courts and then, you know, it's like all gone crazy and these, these women are saying these horrible things and these guys going to prison and having their lives ruined. What needs to happen is it needs to become just socially No, but that's completely, that's not even on the same legal level as racist attacks. No, because no attack is different. An attack is different. Like if somebody if somebody is attacking somebody, I don't mean physically. I mean verbally. What I can get from this is you're talking about people standing up for things that they think are wrong. The problem is like you're talking about catcalling. A lot of men, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of men just think that that's acceptable, and also a lot of women just think that that's acceptable. This is the problem with it, Lindsay. That's in fact, there's a lot of women like it, and a lot of men. You know, in fact, there's so, and it's also quite. T- tame it's, it's not on the same it's not nice it's not pleasant but so you or i hate it and i hate that like i have to put up with it because other women maybe like it whatever but unfortunately you just gotta the, the people are different but the, the so thing is also gonna... i mean well this debate is just getting ridiculous we don't <laughs> chat about films anymore but uh, but also i was listening to some the, this um science podcast um and they were talking about how and this for me, and I think like Twitter and stuff like that, like the internet is almost getting destroyed by cunts behind keyboards. Like you go to any YouTube video and look in the comments, whatever the fucking video is about, it'll be racist, homophobic, hideous vitriol on there. Whatever the video is about, it ends up being about you fag, you fucking gay, you queer cunt. You... And it, every single time in Twitter, the abuse, especially kind of celebrities get, mm. is disgusting. Mm. And the idea that people... Do, do they give a fuck when they're faceless if loads of people then go, oh, you bastard, oh, leave them alone? They don't care. They probably enjoy it. it. They probably but like The science stuff. podcast I was interested in, they were saying that we have now create. we are now as, uh, entering more and more this digital world and there's no, we haven't got an infrastructure for it. We haven't got a, we haven't got any rules. And it's like they were saying that nobody owned It's sort of like, a, not, not anonymous, it is anonymous, but that nobody is running it. So everything is sort of faceless. Everything is faceless. You buy things as a... There's no... There's trying no to invest some money in China. <laughs> and it's, it's really... It's really... It's quite interesting to saying that. We've slowly got to start creating societal rules in this digital world. Because mm. at the minute, it's like the Wild West. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it is... Um, it is job of, of governments. That's the job of, of people. And actually, what will happen is... Um, and I actually, I think you do personalise and you do, you do tailor your own individual experience. I don't really see, um, I'm aware that it exists and, you know, sometimes you end up kind of, uh, but I don't, I don't read YouTube comments no. for exactly that reason. Yeah. I don't read, you know, comments on SIF website. I don't go anywhere near the Daily Mail website. I don't watch. Oh but then doesn't that ruin the potential of what the internet should be? You, you, like you said, I don't look at them because of that reason. It's like, but you know what? It's a great... It's meant to be like the social medium. And it's like, we, maybe we want to interact with people who are decent and who are like us and who make us laugh and who make us think. But we're not. It's, we're being, it's being destroyed by these clubs. That's just, I mean, you know, the, you will always find places in which to communicate with people yeah, who share your point of view. And actually, you can on. tailor a, a digital life for yourself that is 
full of people who kind of think the same things as you and, and who feel the same way as you. And you can engage in a little bit of healthy debate, but really you're not exposed to the mental, mental motherfuckers who are just in a league of their own. And maybe we should just give them their own internet. Well, what, was, what they should start doing is stopping them from they, the internet and then like know. taking it away, which is what with IP banning. Yeah. It's all around censorship. And I think that we, that, I think the freedom of speech laws have to be quite fundamental because once we start deciding what we do or don't think is acceptable in outside of the remit of, of the law, so when we say that, you know, it's you can't murder someone, so therefore if your film shows you murdering somebody, that's a bad idea, but the idea that you can't say the word cunt more than 15 times and then your film will get back. We've you know, said it more than 15 me. times in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't actually know. Are there like guidelines? I admit they're, they're probably used to be, but are there guidelines as to how many swear words? Like I remember hearing a rumor 18. that the reason the um, the scene in Kill Bill where she kills the crazy eighty eight is in black and white is because there was too much blood and they wouldn't pass it. Is this true or is this one of those you know oh, fun rumors? Right, yeah. Where, ooh, yeah, Tarantino likes. I to think it was. Much, I think it, more cool than he actually is. It might have been an American thing. I think it may, maybe it made it in NC seventeen. So an in, in I can't remember, but yeah, I can remember hearing something about that. I don't know about the UK. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's um I'm kind it's of I'm pleased that the list forever. of films banned yeah. in, in the country in which we live is really limited and actually very little is banned now. Mm. But uh, yeah, go back to films when yeah, anyway. it's like society. But no, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. the the idea like we obviously films we do we do censor them so the list of films that have been banned Not are often, still so what, I, what's grotesque anybody ever heard of grotesque um oh i yeah. I, I looked up these on the list and only only from looking at the list it's uh, uh some fucked up um i think it's japanese sort of torture porn type thing most of these films that are banned these days are these sort of torture porn films which just don't interest me but like um, and there was the whole the whole argument that happened around um, the human centipede. Yeah. What was the case of well, the film is what it is, and and if they if they we agreed by only giving them classification by cuts, we're censoring them. We might not be censoring them to the degree that mm. you know the communist government of China was censoring them, but we're still engaging, and we're still we're still in some way then. Um, affirming that censorship is is legitimate in the society in which we live and i, I don't really think like i think people should self-censor um, and they, they don't on the internet they just spill out whatever bile comes out of their mouth mm. but um yeah i don't know i don't know it's just but, ban teenagers from the internet they're the problem obviously um cool I think, I think we should wrap that up. I think well, we need me, to wrap up. But that's what a theme should do. Yeah, no, yeah. it's good. I, I, no, I was, I was sitting back enjoying it quite, quite a lot. But, um, <laughs> I got a little bit lost. I felt like I was back in Shadow Dancer. I, I, did, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did start drifting off a little bit, thinking what I was going to have for my dinner. But, oh, uh, no. Um, it, we haven't really thought of anything for next week. Have uh, we not had any other requests from our fans? We haven't, but fans. if any fans are out there and have any ideas for themes, please... Uh, Please give us a shout. Just send us an email, info at blueprintreview.co.uk or just mark it on the comments Can I suggest page. one? Go on. Yeah. For two reasons. One, because obviously the Nintendo Wii U got announced today and we look at state and stuff like that. Nintendo movies. Yeah. And, um, and obviously Disney's We've next film is called Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And that's coming out soon. We have done video game We've movies before. We've done video before. game films before. Oh, have we? Yeah. We did Mario Brothers. Do you not yeah. remember? 
We have done it. <laughs> right, so if anybody's listening, if you could suggest something for um, two weeks' time. We'll let the readers do it, which probably won't happen, but we'll come up with one if not. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, think... let's rock it through. There's quite, actually quite a few films coming out the next fortnight, but I'll, I'll go through the good it. Ones, Dave. But they're all quite interesting. No, they're not. But I've only listed <laughs> interesting ones. That's your shortlist. Why don't I read the ones that I think are interesting no. from your yeah, list? Well, <laughs> there's some that I want to talk about now. I'll rush through them. We've got Paranorman, uh, which, awesome. which looks cool, Premium Rush. Which looks interesting. That's the Joseph Gordon Levitt action thingy. Um, Hope Springs, which looks awful. Um, Jerome with Love, Woody Allen's latest. Not meant to be that good. Um, I'll skip that one. About Ellie, which is supposed to be very good. I don't. It's it's about three Iranian families travelling to the north of Iran uh, <laughs> in order that they can introduce the teacher. Do you remember of Iranian families. families? <laughs> oh no, I love Iranian families, isn't it? Daughters, one of their divorced friends who's coming from Germany from Iran. Everything changes when the younger teacher disappears. No one knows if she's alive or not. Yeah, um, but I've heard very good things about it. Keyhole, uh, that was... Iranian re- family. <laughs> We've got Keyhole, which directed one of Guy Madden's films, the Canadian sort of director who makes very odd films. Damo reviewed it recently, hated it. Probably um, good then. Yeah, so it's probably brilliant. Uh, we've got Now is Good coming out on the 19th, which you talked about earlier. Uh, on the 21st, we've got Untouchable, a French film about a paraplegic, uh, which is a quadriplegic, sorry, can't read it. Um, uh, All the same to you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Twins, triplets. We've got House at the End of the Street, uh, cheesy horror, Looks doesn't look anything special. Savages, Oliver Stone's latest sort of... I don't like mm. Oliver Stone, decided. I used to like him. I've sort of gone off him over the years. He's, he still had some, made some good films in the past, but these days, mm, no. Uh, we've got Killing Them Softly, which uh, few of you guys it. have seen. Seen uh, it, can. Yeah. Uh, got Hysteria, which is... I've reviewed the soundtrack. It's a film about uh, the guy who invented the um, dildo. So, like or... <laughs> Bizarrely, it's like a romantic... What the fuck was the soundtrack? It's a, it's a light-hearted romantic comedy. <laughs> well, so it, 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 it was quite... Why did a man invent a dildo? It was, it was a long... Hasn't it, the origins of the vibrator? You what, sorry? The origins of the vibrator has a really... Because, like, women would yeah, go to the doctors with depression and the doctors would massage them to orgasm in order to relieve them of depression. They were basically sexually frustrated. Jesus. So the vibrator was invented as because doctors were like, fucking, this is really hard work. Let's Can we not invent a machine that does this? And then... <laughs> that is, yeah. that is the, what the film's about, from, yeah. To have at home. <laughs> but, yeah, the, um, that's, yeah, that is the premise of the story. It's supposed to be very light sort of romantic comedy, though. So it's, it's <laughs> don't go expecting uh, doctors abusing people um, graphically. Um, but, yeah... <laughs> Anyway, and the last film that's out is Inbred, which I watched a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm not even convinced it's a 2011 film. It's a, a, it's a ridiculously violent but quite funny horror film uh, made in the Lake District or the north of England, um, which I quite enjoyed, so uh, it's worth checking out. It's, it's very, very, very gory, though, so it depends on your tastes, but it's good fun. Cool, and that's about it. Right, as ever... Uh, can't speak <laughs> head over to blueprintreview.co.uk follow us on facebook facebook.com slash bp review uh twitter at blueprint rev and as i mentioned before our email address for themes and anything like that um, or just to slag us off please um, send dave diet tips yeah send me pies send me pies to the terrace uh no uh, yeah our email address is info at blueprintreview.co.uk cool yeah maybe, maybe next episode should be about uh, food films food <laughs> to get me films. in the mood, but I don't know. We'll, food we'll see. Films. Like precious. <laughs> so Dave can talk about his diet again. Yeah, just so I can talk about <laughs> my belly. Um, 
Yeah. Anyway, if that that's the warning. If if nobody comes up with a better idea, we will be forced to do food films, and you'll have to listen to it. Um, because you have be to listen to the podcast. whole podcast. As yeah, well. and we will eat through the podcast. It'll be disgusting. So if you don't want to hear that, please send us uh, an even interesting. Food films is a decent thing. It could be good. There's some good food films out there. No one's allowed to watch um... chocolate. Cannibal Holocaust. The Jamie Oliver made a film. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, the Gordon Ramsay's in a film. Is he? Oh, fancy super size me. No, no, that's what that's the one that I was going to ban. Oh. I've never seen can't actually, ban but I'm not a big fan of all. She's not banning it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, we could do we could do food films. Uh, God knows what I've got. I've, I have to have a look through. Uh, with my weight, my weight problem, <laughs> uh, I don't, obviously don't have any food films anyway. The Machinist, uh, the machinist. in honour of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raging Ball by next week. No. Uh, <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's next week's theme. Unless anyone has any better ideas. Cool. And that's it. Let's uh, yeah. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. How did he write a book if he doesn't have an arm? Or want to hear the latest news on your favorite actor? Talk some Julianne Moore, I guess. <laughs> Whales have more films than Zoe Montana. And check out The Lambcast, where no question is too risque. Rachel, do you have a mouth? Check out The Lambcast, the official podcast of The Lamb, the largest association of movie blogs, which can be found at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Si habla español. Hola y bienvenido a la <laughs>